thank you so much for tuning in to NL News Day to close out your week here on this Friday. It's about 4.40 here in the afternoon, October the 15th. Now, yesterday we had the release of the Transportation Safety Board report into the Lytton wildfire that burned down the village on June 30th. That's, of course, more than 100 days ago now. The report from the TSB unable to determine any links between the fire and the rail activity that occurred in the community on that day. Now, we spoke yesterday with the chair of the Transportation Safety Board, Kathy Fox. You can log on to RadioNL.com slash podcast to hear my conversation with Ms. Fox on that, or you can also tune in or find uh, everything podcasted. Wherever you get your podcast. just search NL Newsday to hear that. But for a little bit of reaction to yesterday's release, well, I, I, I spoke this afternoon with Lytton Mayor Jan Polderman to get some you know, immediate thoughts on what we saw. I said it several times during the show yesterday. I think we need to wait for the other two reports that are ongoing into this incident that are being done by the RCMP and the BC Wild Service uh, before getting too caught up in what those Transportation Safety Board findings were. And I think Mayor Polderman feels the same way. Here is my chat with Mayor of Lytton, Jan Polderman. There's two more investigations going on as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think the BC Wildfire Service one will hopefully provide a little bit more info, right? Because this, this one from the TSB didn't really tell us a whole heck of a lot. No, I mean, I, I found it surprising that, you know, they, they weren't on the scene until either the 9th or 10th of July, and that, you know, they also didn't um, reach out to, um, to contact any of the local people, you know, who yeah. may or may not have, you know, information about the situation. Yeah, I found that to be very surprising. You'd think with so many eyewitness accounts of people fleeing the community, that would probably be more useful than talking to some rail worker, right? Right. And that, so, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, basically so focused on temporary housing, so. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, well, it is disappointing, you know, the you know, winter's coming and we need to get temporary housing in place. Are you hoping to, you're obviously hoping to have that set up then in the community itself? Uh, very, very, uh, very close by. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the town site itself is still toxic. And it, uh, you know, and the, um, how do you say that? The remediation still has to take place. And um, we're... I believe getting very close to a solution on how to deal with the uninsured properties in town. Any idea like what you would need in terms of number of lodges? Um, Has those discussions been happening with, I assume, government in the province at this point? Yeah, we did a housing needs assessment, but um, the data collected... um, um, was it, well, wasn't adequate to make a good plan. So um, the residents are going to be contacted a second time to determine exactly how many houses and what you know what size and um, you know uh, the houses are needed. Yeah, I mean we're sitting here in in mid October. I believe today marks day one hundred and six since the June thirtieth fire. I mean. Are you, I imagine you're incredibly frustrated with how long this process is taking, but like, 
when would be the earliest you could see some temporary housing set up? It wouldn't be until the middle of winter, I would think, almost at this point. Um, that depend, depends on what type of temporary housing um, you know, is contemplated. Um, you know, there's a whole number of different models of uh, temporary housing, like you could bring in, for instance, a camp-style accommodation, and then trans, and then as you know, the homes, um, or modular homes, are are being prepped. You would move them from from the camp-style housing into into modular homes, or you know, they they may they may stay where they are at the moment, and then. Um, you know, transition back as the houses become available. Um, you know, there's also, there's uh, quite a few people that have RV, RV vehicles. You know, we can create, uh, you know, trailer pads for them with, uh, you know, the necessary utilities. So, yeah. Yeah. How, how, um, just like, are your constituents generally speaking right now? I mean, I've tried to speak to a few of them, but they're still scattered all over the place here, still evacuated and quite yeah. frustrated and, and upset, I think, with how the process has gone to this point. But, uh, you know, what's what's morale or, or, you know, have you had conversations with uh, some of those residents of Lytton who are, you know, incredibly frustrated to this point? Uh, yes. You know, while it's, uh, you know, 110 days since the fire, I mean, the Lytton fire was the first fire. You know, then there was a fire in Kamloops. Then there was, a you know, a fire in, you know, in, in Lolo at the Pavilion fire, the McRae Creek fire. Then there was this uh, George uh, Road fire. Then there was the Mahawkam fire. Uh, then there was a 12-mile fire. Um, so the fire, the fires, um, you know, the the town of Lytton was sort of in a in amongst a lot of a lot of different fires, and you know we were evacuated a second time on the, you know, on the people that returned on the twenty third of July, where you know the houses that weren't affected, they got evacuated a second time on August the fourteenth, I believe it was. So, you know, it's, yes, it's um, 110 days since the fire, but, you know, um, you know, the, you know, the whole area, um, basically, you know, was, was burning, you know, in different spots, you know, until basically the third week of, of August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, you know, and I'm, you know, I can understand, you know, like, like I sympathize with people that, you know, are frustrated um, not being home. Uh, but I, you know, like, you know, I, I, you know, I want them to know that, you know, the council is, you know, is, is you know, is working hard to, you know, to get the temporary housing up. Um, you know, the provincial government as well as this, um has uh, now dedicated a considerable considerable amount of resources to making that happen. 
Well, I, I hope you get to see some movement on that sooner than later. I mean, like I said, we're going into the real cold part of fall here. Yeah. Winter's coming, and uh, yeah, I definitely would like to see those residents of Lytton get a chance to at least be close to home, even if it's not, you right. know, the actual home they want to be in, at least for, for a permanent pl- purposes. But uh, yeah, that's, that's super frustrating. I guess one thing I did want to ask you, uh, Mayor Polderman, while I have you, is just um, are you convinced or are you pretty confident in in the fact that a train was probably at least a part of of what sparked the fire in town on june the 30th because it sounds to me like most people from from the community are still pretty certain at least that a rail line played a part in this right um you know in my position i don't want to speculate okay that's fair Okay, so we'll just wait for uh, the RCMP and the, the BC Wildfire Service right. report to hopefully provide a little more clarity on that, I guess. Right. And, uh, yeah, and we're, um, you know, like, we're working, um, like, temporary housing right now is our sole focus. And our short-term recovery plan will be out this afternoon. Okay. So that's moving forward. Um, we have also had additional, um, uh, how do you say that, um, resources from the provincial government. So we're going to have uh, added manpower because obviously this is a, a, ma- a massive job because not only is it, you know, where all the homes destroyed, but all the computer systems, the mm-hmm. servers, the backup servers, like, you know, the the staff, our staff of one, basically left with a cell phone on the 30th of June, and, um, you know, the whole process of sort of, you know, setting up a game needed to occur as well. Mm-hmm. And... Basically, yesterday, Team Marubicon finished the sifting operation of the properties in town. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a, you know, a pretty good job um, meeting with both, you know, uh, our town residents and with the um, First Nation residents. And uh, at the moment, um, Tim, uh, Tim McLeod, the reentry coordinator, is... Um, now getting the demolition permits lined up and the last piece of the puzzle that needs to occur is is that the uninsured properties in towns town and they need to be remediated because there's no point in an insured person remediating their property if next door you know is, is a is a toxic mess so that last piece of the puzzle, I'm hoping to have um, some good news on that uh, within the next week. All right, that was the mayor of Lytton, Yamp Holderman. Now, I've been looking this afternoon for that short-term plan. I've not seen it yet posted to this point, but Mayor Polderman did tell me afterwards that there's a possibility that will be coming out on Monday. Uh, that will include the temporary housing needs that he has said are his number one priority at this point in time. Uh, definitely want to thank Mayor Polderman for taking a few minutes for me here this afternoon. Uh, I do want to reiterate one thing that I, uh, you know, I said a number of times yesterday on this show, and uh, I just want to make it clear, at least from my own personal feelings about yesterday's uh, Transportation Safety Board report, 
Did it provide the answers people wanted? No, clearly not, as it just was unable to say whether or not a train was involved. It just said it cannot say with any type of certainty that a train was or was not involved. So it was basically a maybe. It's not much of an answer, right? So I think uh, we'll we'll have to just wait for the reports that are going to come from the RCMP and the BC Wildfire Service into the specific Litton fire that occurred again on June the 30th. Um, will they provide more information I think it will at least be different. Uh, hopefully we'll get some concrete answers uh, whenever those are indeed released. Who knows how long they're going to take at this stage. Um, but based on what those um, say, there may still be that possibility that the TSB investigation is reopened as well. If there is you know, some, some damning evidence from either the RCMP report or this BCWS report that comes down, uh, then there is is that possibility the Transportation Safety Board reopens its investigation? Again, time will tell.